Mary Maria Sprout. 15 seconds to curtains, you three. Oh. Oh. No one's here. Well, I guess I'll just be going then. Hi, welcome to Mother Fans Talk. I'm Sprout. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we hope you're having a great week. Yeah. Um, should we get to the top of the episode notes? Yes. Okay. Um, we finally, finally have a release date for... <laughs> it's, uh, it's on October 8th. Hell yeah. Which is earlier than I thought. I thought it would at least be mid-month. Yeah, I thought it was going to be, like, October 20th or whatever. <laughs> but who knows? Um, we, we know that there's going to be three uh, original songs, which mm -hmm. are called which Rest in Peace. Yes, Rest in Peace, mm -hmm. uh, Live Here After, and Tie the Knot Tango. Which I'm mm -hmm. very excited for that last one. Yeah, I love a good tango number. Same. Um, and we know that Kermit is going to be the ghost host, which is unfortunate for Dudley. Rest in peace, Dudley. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. May his memory be a blessing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but we know that Pops and Sam are the shooting Muppets in the ballroom scene, which is weird. Yes. Why, why, could, why couldn't have been Statler and Waldorf? No cannons. No Statler and Waldorf. Um, and we did see Chip and we saw Beverly Plume dancing. There's a there's a new description for Mapahana Mission. Sprout, do you want to read that for us? Yes. Um, the great Gonzo, world famous daredevil artiste, has done it all, seen it all, and survived it all. But on Halloween night, the fearless Gonzo takes on the greatest challenge of his life by spending one very daring night in the most grim grinning place on earth, the haunted mansion. Inspired by all four of the iconic Disney Haunted Mansion attractions located across the globe at various Disney parks, the Muppets Haunted Mansion includes many hidden Easter eggs for Disney fans and Muppetized sets and props that help immerse viewers in the storytelling experience. This marks the Muppets' first ever Halloween special and features three new original songs, which we mentioned, a star-studded Muppet cast, celebrity cameos, and spooky fun for families to enjoy together. Um, Bill Beretta, Andrew Williams, David Lightboy, and Leigh Slaughter serve as executive producer, and Kirk R. Hatcher is director. Uh, I, I'm excited about that. Apparently Kirk also wrote it because he made a tweet. Which, hang on, I need to think. Disneyland, Disney World... Mystic Manor, Phantom Room. I feel like there's five haunted mansions. I could be very wrong. Because there's Disneyland, Disney World, Phantom Manor in Paris. Are they not counting Mystic Manor in Hong Kong? Are they not counting that one? They might not be counting that one. There are five. I wasn't 
overthinking. There's three that are specifically the Haunted Mansion, Disneyland, Disney World, and Tokyo Disney. Then there's Phantom Manor at Disneyland Paris. And then there's Mystic Manor at Hong Kong, which that might not be, that might be the one they're not counting, which sucks because it's the best one. Little Shop of Pins is making pins in honor of Jim's 85th birthday based on some of his journal doodles of Muppets. And I want them. Yes, same. I want the one with the long neck and the little dangly feet. <laughs> yes. I don't know what that one's called, but I love him. I don't know. Um, also, it was announced with Waze. It's going to have a, a Fraggle Rock uh, update, expansion. I don't know the word. Um, <laughs> with Red Fraggle. <laughs> Waze Navigation Expansion Pass featuring Fraggle Rock. <laughs> God, I wish I wish Animal Crossing would update. Anyway, Waze and Fraggle Rock are teaming up, and mm-hmm. basically Red Fraggle will be your navigator, and your car can be a doozer car. I don't know if I'll get it, because I still have an old navigation system that has the files for Bert and Ernie giving directions, and I love them. Aw, um, do they, like, do they take turns telling you where to go? Do they argue? They they do, yes, and yes. It's both. Great. We love that for them. And they have little comments, too. Like, sometimes when you start it up, um, it'll be like, we're on our way. And Bert's like, oh, I hope we see some pigeons. Aww. It's adorable. And then I also have Carol as Oscar. And I don't, it wasn't Frank doing Cookie, if I remember. I think it was David. I don't remember. It's David. I can tell when uh, David does Cookie because Frank has like a deeper voice for Cookie. The only reason I don't know is because I haven't used Cookie yet. I just have it downloaded. So I haven't actually heard it. The reason why I know it's Cookie is because mom exclusively used that one for many years. Oh. Yes, even though I was like, can we can we see daughter ones, please? <laughs> Pray, please. Can we see daughter ones? Jim Henson's home in London was honored with a blue plaque, which is basically any historical places in the UK get a blue plaque. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed Rolf for it, and I cried. They, they interviewed Ralph on the BBC for it, and he sang My Buddy, and it was very sweet. And uh, mm-hmm. I also cried. And um, <laughs> you, you can find that on YouTube, and I've tweeted it out mm-hmm. on my Twitter. Um, Literally, the interview was just like, oh, I love Jim. I miss my friend Jim. Yeah, that was the whole interview. It was like, uh-huh. I'm going to cry now. That's the most like somber we've seen Ralph in a while because he yeah. hasn't been allowed to have depth. Um, mm-hmm. Like, he didn't even have a... I don't even think he had like a storyline. Yeah, he didn't in the sitcom because he was separate mm-hmm. from all the rest of the Muppets because he had a tavern. So he didn't get a storyline. Mm-hmm. He had a few funny bits and stuff. Like there was one with him and Kermit where Kermit was upset and Ralph was like, you can pet me, I'm a service dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My favorite bit from the 2011 movie was Ralph and it was all of one second. All of Ralph's bits in like all of the move in like the later movies and stuff have been great. Um, I just mm-hmm. want more of him because I adore Ralph. That's my that's my boy. Same. I love him. Same. Yes. Same. I I will just listen to I hope something com- better comes along 
constantly yes. just by itself so good um and before we finish uh, we move on from the notes we have one last one which is something that we've both blocked out of our memory <sighs> which was the geico ad mm -hmm. do you want to talk about it because if i start talking about it i'm gonna get red in the face <laughs> fucking geico Disney finally acknowledged the 45th anniversary of The Muppet Show. And like all the things they do with The Muppets, it was an ad. It's for money. Yes, their post about The Muppet Show was sponsored by Geico. Geico? Geico. I didn't even watch the ad. I just saw the sponsorship and got so angry I couldn't watch it. Okay. Disney is, like, the biggest corporation in the world. Mm -hmm. What the fuck do they need from Geico? <laughs> to, to give as much credit as I can, this isn't the first time they've done a video like this sponsored by Geico, but it's usually already an advertisement. It'll be like, you can watch Do uh, Doug's Dog Days or whatever, sponsored by Geico, instead of a, an anniversary. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it would have been fine if it wasn't an anniversary thing. And yeah. um, one, um, oh, I can't remember who said it. I think it might have been Chloe. Uh, I can't remember who said it. It was either Chloe or Freddie who was like, this, the video kind of looks like a shitty glorified fan cam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And then um, Mary tweeted out the funniest thing, which... <laughs> Please say it, because it makes me laugh and I can't get through it. She wrote, Happy birthday, Grandpa, and then below in parentheses, sponsored by Dual Ladders. Oh, it's so, so funny. good. Mary, you're so funny. We miss you. Yes. Uh, okay. Come visit. Come visit us sometime. Maybe we'll all three be here. Maybe. I hope so. Okay. Um. Should we start the episode proper? Okay. And uh, you're leading this episode. I am. I, uh, I'm excited for this one. Uh -huh. It's another. And it's a surprise for me. It is. Yeah. It's another unused movie idea. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, this one doesn't have Q-tip man. Hallelujah. Right. <laughs> but what it does have is politics. Huh? And what better to represent politics than Sesame Street? <laughs> uh huh. We have a political Sesame Street movie on our hands. That's isn't. I isn't. I uh, continue. <laughs> I can't even make a, a thought yet because my brain is just going. <laughs> yeah, get get ready. Mm -hmm. Um. In early 1982, proposals were made for a feature film based on Sesame Street. At least two treatments were written for it. Um, one, or both, are a musical and political romp in which Big Bird is elected president of the United States, intended to please audiences both young and old. Oh, it's this one. <laughs> it was set to be released in 1984. Um, to go along with the election. 
<laughs> and the first film, like the first iteration of the film, was going to be produced with the children's television workshop and Walt Disney Productions. By by the time the second version of the script came out, they were dropped from it. So it can only be assumed that I, I don't know what happened. I, they ended up making Follow That Bird, which came out in 85 instead of this movie. So as I read through this, think about what could have been. <laughs> so it opens with a montage of various political related footage, such as candidates campaigning, citizens voting, Famous newspersons report on one of the biggest and surprising political upsets as a new president of the United States is about to take office. At the inaugural cer uh, ceremony, a familiar voice affirms Warner Buffett's oath of office. It's a big bird. <laughs> That's a six-year-old! We just ignore the whole you have to be at least, what is it, 40? That's a baby. Five to be president? You can be six now. Hey, guys, you can be. Hey, I know that when you're born, you immediately have to be seven, but you can um, be six now. At age six, I was born without a face. <laughs> I'm cutting that. Um, anyway, um, <sighs> the opening titles play over scenes of the celebratory parade on Pennsylvania Avenue scored by the Sesame Street theme, interwoven with Hall of the Chief. <laughs> from here, the story is often disrupted, or the story is often disrupted from news reports and political cartoons delivering exploitations of Big Bird's administration. <laughs> and we'll get into his administration in a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't worry. Um... Jessica Savage throws uh, throws to live coverage of the inaugural inaugural. I can never say that word. <laughs> the ball <laughs> being held at the White House, where Walter Cronkite <laughs> interviews Harry Resnick about how Big Bird made it to office. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Walter Cronkite. This is a Sesame Street movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, Reznor reasons that with the conventions caught in a deadlock, Big Bird somehow emerged as a prime candidate and his Niceness Counts campaign sealed him as the population's favorite. Who's his vice president? Who's his vice president? We'll get there. Okay. Okay. Cronkite reiterates the president's philosophy. Do your most. It's the least you can do. <laughs> That's the... Okay. <laughs> As the Sesame Street gang rubs elbows with established political leaders and entertainment celebrities, it is revealed in attendance as an evil lobbyist and war profiteer played by George C. Scott. <laughs> he and his henchmen... Identify it as live Muppets a la Keystone Cops and Sesame Street Live, which is basically like full suit Muppets. Um, <laughs> they wish to push the world into the biggest arms race in history and see Re President Bird as a roadblock. As the ball continues, the event breaks out into the film's first musical number. Inaugural balls should be kept in the air. <laughs> I 
and <laughs> ramming my head against my notepad. <laughs> oh, it's good. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's a movie. It's definitely it's definitely something. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, the following day, President Bird and his friends assume their roles in the administration. Would you rather me read the character first or the position first? Which would be more fun for you? I don't know. I don't know. Just whatever you. You know what? I'm going to read the role first because that seems like it's more fun. I'm going to start disassociating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, just wait. <laughs> okay. So the Secretary of State is Bert. Uh-huh. <laughs> Secretary of Defense is Ernie. Ernie? Ernie. Okay, not Harry? No. Okay. Um, Secretary of... I believe of Ernie wants to commit war crimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Secretary of the Treasury is Luis. Secretary of the Interior is Olivia. Uh-huh. Secretary of Commerce is Mr. Hooper. <sighs> Secretary of Education is Susan. Mm -hmm. Secretary of Housing and Urban Development is Oscar. Oscar? Oscar. <laughs> Secretary of Cookie is Cookie Monster. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Very important. Important for America. <laughs> Secretary of Human Services is Maria. Mm -hmm. uh, the Attorney General is David. Mm -hmm. Chief of Staff is Gordon. Uh -huh. The head of the CIA is Mr. Snuffleupagus. <laughs> I immediately want this movie just for this. <laughs> just for Snuffy being the head of the CIA. Um, the chief of protocol is Harry. Oh. And the head of the office of management and budget is the count. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And okay. Finally. Finally. Lena Horn as herself serves as Big Bird's vice president. <laughs> what? <laughs> Lena Horn as herself. Yes. The actress Lena Horne's like, <laughs> yes, I will be vice president. Yes. To, to this big bird. You're correct. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> oh, I told you this, this movie's a ride. It's such a different ride from the Fraggle movie. This one's just fun and wild. This, yeah. It's definitely wild. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Keep going. So... Lena serves as Big Bird's vice president, the primary voice of reason in the crowded administration. Big Bird deals with the typical challenges every president faces, but he tries to deal with each one with simple solutions. Perhaps too simple. Press Secretary Grover tries to quell any uncertainty from the public. Which, of course, that would be Grover, because he has every job known to man. Yeah. Um... Another month. He's doing this and working at Charlie's. I know. What an icon, right? An icon. <laughs> we stand a multitasker. <laughs> um, a montage follows, showing Big Bird's activities in the first 100 days in office, launching a ship, welcoming the Boy Scouts to the Rose Garden, 
speaking to the AF of L convention and throwing out the first pitch at a baseball game, accidentally beating Gerald Ford in the head. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. What do you what do you mean? He got beamed in the bean. I have I have little I have there's I <laughs> <laughs> yeah sprout sprout mm-hmm. C- can you see can you see my do you see yes. the light leaving my eyes <laughs> do, you, do you see why i kept pushing for us to do this episode for so long yes continue i love this <laughs> i just want to mention i don't know if this is a real convention but the af of l convention alf almost almost alf that's all I can see reading it because of my dyslexia is Alf. So uh-huh. that's fun. I'd like to imagine he went to an Alf convention. Do we both have dyslexia? Oh no, we're fucked. <laughs> oh good. It's gonna be bad when we have to pay bills. <laughs> President Byrd's administration soon faces harsh criticism from not only Scott and his henchmen, but the news reporters and political cartoonists. One of which reads, <laughs> "One of which reads, Big Bird lays an egg in regards to his economic po- uh, policies." Grover finds it difficult keeping the press corps in line when old friend Herbert Birdsfoot, erroneously referred to as Birdsong. Gives him some musical advice on dealing with the press. Chewing the press conference rag. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Scott and his team hear that Big Bird will attempt some sort of world peace plan with fellow world leaders at an upcoming summit conference. From a sleazy bar, Scott plans to halt Big Bird's plans by any means necessary, and he and his crew sing, What'll we do if peace breaks out? <laughs> What will we do? <laughs> oh, no. Peace? Haven't known her in a while. Right? <sighs> As the days pass, the role of president takes on takes its toll on Big Bird, just as it has with his predecessors. Instead of graying or wrinkling, Big Bird starts molting. Oh, no. Are we going to see a, a, his original puppet? <laughs> oh, no. He dis- he discusses his problems with his vice president. Lena Horn. Yes, Lena Horn. <laughs> As the two take a moonlit visit to the Lincoln Memorial for inspiration and a duet. Is it too late? The music is beautiful. Don't even know the songs, but the titles are great. <laughs> yeah. Scott attempts to sway Secretary Oscar to his side of skullduggery brandishing a banner reading make war not work oscar refuses and shouts on scott's way out and i didn't like you and pat neither (laughs) scott attempts to take down president bird with a rumor trying him to tying him to a bird seed scandal however the plan fails when big bird takes to television and delivers a song about previous scandals don't feather your nest while you're in it. <laughs> how I need to know that what this song, how is it going to address previous <laughs> scandals? 
<laughs> what what other is it past presidential scandals is it That's past what I'm big bird scandals does big bird have more than one scandal would it mention uh the episode he was on with with gonzo <laughs> that's one hell of a scandal hell of a scandal <laughs> um, debates heat up in Washington regarding whether President Bird should attend the upcoming summit conference Horn arranges for Big Bird to appear before a joint session of Congress to plead his case where he reiterates his philosophies in song do your most it's the least you can do Congress unanimously approves, and soon, Big Bird and his aides board Air Force One to head to Paris. I just want to, like, reiterate, because this is just hitting me as I'm reading. I'm reading sentences such as, um, Horn arranges to, for them to appear at a joint session for Congress and plead his case. And then the word Big Bird comes in, and my brain just explodes. <laughs> My brain is still stuck on the scandals. If it was about presidential scandals, are they going to talk about Watergate? Or... Oh, oh, just wait. Talk about assassination. Oh, just wait. Oh, great. I love that you said that for me. <laughs> also, they were going to get on Air Force One to go to Paris. Yep. If this movie got made, would they have a fake Air Force One or would they like plead with the government of like, can we use Air Force One for our movie, please? I feel like they would have been able to use actual Air Force One knowing Sesame Street. At the time, yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah, because this is in the 80s when it was like yeah, gigantic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going feral. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, I'm going feral. It's that quiet feral, but I'm feral. <laughs> To me, normally. <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling a sprout. Anyway, continue. Uh, Scott employs a dramatic Star Wars dogfight in which he re unleashes every weapon known to man on Air Force One until it is forced to ground. <laughs> An atomic bomb? <laughs> It says every weapon known to man. Oh, God. <laughs> the bird's gonna die. His henchmen take Big Bird and his crew hostage. <laughs> Back at home, Grover deals with hard-hitting questions regarding President Bird's status and whether he seeks re-election. When pressed by Mike Wallace, Grover responds, all Grover knows for sure is he wants his mommy. Oh, baby. <laughs> With Big Bird held hostage, Scott and his crew celebrate their ensured victory with a villainous song. It's business as usual. With chaos threatening the world, Grover retreats to bed and has nightmares of his failed press conferences. A bout of inspiration strikes him and he transforms into Super Grover, freeing Big Bird and friends after defeating Scott's military-industrial complex single-handedly. However, the summit conference is set to begin in a scant 80 minutes. Scott and company pursue Big Bird and company across the world in various forms of chase, such as car, camel, dog sled, water ski, etc. <laughs> With mere seconds to spare... Big Bird arrives at the summit, where everyone waits in anticipation for his presentation. 
Scott is placed in custody. He presides over the world leaders and simply declares peace in our time. The world erupts in cheers as a ticker tape parade is thrown on Broadway in Big Bird's honor. All over the world, people repeat Big Bird's slogan in their native languages. Niceness counts. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just watching Maria slowly just go insane. <laughs> so good. I... 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 I <laughs> okay, a ticker tape parade on... On Broadway. Okay, on mm -hmm. Broadway. And then everyone around the world... Mm -hmm. Nicest counts. Nicest counts. We have Continue. one more one more bullet point for the first iteration of this movie. One more. Uh -huh. At the National Convention in Philadelphia, politicians and news persons gather to hear President Bird address his plans for re-election. Big Bird delivers a song to the crowd. I'm only a bird in a gilded office. Um, <laughs> Big Bird resolves um, to resign from his position and return to his life on Sesame Street as an elder states bird. He appoints Horn to take over as the first singer president. She leads everyone in a final reprise of Do Your Most, It's the Least You Can Do. So in this universe, our first female president is Lena Horn. As herself, correct. As herself. <laughs> oh, wow. Also, I love that this implies that there's never, like, any of the other presidents, like, none of them liked singing. I yeah. love that. Baha. All, all of them hated singing. <laughs> so funny. So, that's the I had a joke, version. but I don't know if I should say it. Oh, say it. You can cut it. Do you think if in this universe Abraham Lincoln didn't die because he hated singing so much he wouldn't go to the theater? <laughs> the real question. The real butterfly effect. <laughs> should I keep that? You should keep that. <laughs> okay. Keep going about the second um, iteration. So... The revised version. <laughs> okay. A uh, second draft of the, of the movie retains most of the same story, but heavily changes the film's antagonist. Mm -hmm. Instead of Scott, oh. the antagonist is Bruno Kelp, leader of... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bruno <Hello? Kelp. laughs> I'm going um, insane. Oh, just wait. He is the leader of the National Association of Underworld Gangsters, Hoods, Terrorists, and Yahoos, also known as Naughty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh. Um, he is aided by his lovely and terrifying assistant, Muffin Del Rio. <laughs> Don't know. 
What? <laughs> I wish I knew. Following one of Grover's initial press conferences, Kelp and Del Rio confer with the naughty advisory. Consisting of... No, curious- no, no. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> it, it consists... It consists of caricatured bad guy types. Uh Uh-huh. They scoff at President Byrd's plans of peace and reveal they were behind the scandals and screw-ups of recent political leaders, such as Jimmy Carter's killer rabbit and intentionally tripping Harold Ford. Are they behind Watergate? (laughs) Oh, just wait. (laughs) Oh, goody. The group launches into an evil musical number. Big Bird has got to go. Much of Big Bird's first 100 days in office remain the same, but the events are deliberately sabotaged by Naughty. The christened ship sinks. The Rose Garden is replaced with Poison Ivy. The sound system garbles his speech to the AF of L. And uh, Frere's Club roast in his honor is turned into a memorial service for George Jessel. This is a Sesame Street move, guys. This is a Sesame Street movie! <laughs> I wonder okay. who wrote this. I want to know. Love it. Wiki's gotta have something on it. Jerry Jewell, was this you? Jer- no, it, <laughs> I don't know. It couldn't be Jerry Jewell. <laughs> um... Further scandals affect the administration, partially thanks to Naughty, when it is reported that President Byrd has been having conversations with Snuffy, whom no one believes is real. Okay, that's very funny. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Big Bird even proposes one of Snuffy's ideas in public. Snuffygate dominates the news cycles, as New York Times writes... Writer James Reston suggests a constitutional amendment preventing members of show business to run for office. <laughs> well, anyway, so Snuffy Gate. There you go. Is, is Lena Horne still in this version? Do I? No, I, I, I'm, assu- I'm assuming. I'm assuming Lena is because the rest of the characters are all the same. Okay. So, Snuffy Gate. <laughs> Snuffy Gate. <laughs> because no one believes in Snuffy. That, that's so funny. That's funny. That. I like that. I love that. That's great. In an effort to restore confidence from the public, Big Bird makes a televised speech proposing ways the country can improve through kindness. Everyone obeys all the traffic laws. Nobody can take something that doesn't belong to them. And everyone should work extra hard in school or their jobs. These lead to improvements all over the nation, though some cities are affected by Naughty's influence. They realize President Byrd's actions are working and more drastic measures must be taken. Um, Oscar is still courted to join the opposing forces as Del Rio seduces him, singing, Come out of that can and kiss like a man. Yes. <laughs> I, I, hello? Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> Come out of that can and kiss like a man. I, 
Did Joe Raposo write this? No, I need to know what it sounds like. I need to know who was going to sing this. I need I I need to know Oscar's response. Yep. I'm assuming it's a no because they further bribe some other people. Mm-hmm. Um they further try to bribe Cookie Monster using chocolate cookies with white stuff in the middle to no avail. <laughs> Did they put cocaine in those cookies? When was anthrax a big problem? (laughs) (laughs) Things you hear on Muppet fans talking. When was anthrax a big problem? Only only us with the Sesame Street episode, am I right? Oh, only Muppet fans talking. Anyway, continue. <laughs> oh my god. Um, the group then sinks Rubber Ducky while Ernie is in the tub, but Ernie isn't deterred, saying it was Bert's. Huh? Yep, Bert's what? Rubber Ducky. It was Bert's. I. I... <laughs> Okay. Naughty puts a new plan into action. They produce a life-size robotic replica of Big Bird, who will do their bidding. <laughs> uh-huh. Kelp launches into a song. Naughty is nicer than nice. <laughs> After President Bird's address to Congress, he enters his limo, which is driven by Kelp. He enacts a switch, putting... um the robot bird in the back seat and trapping Big Bird in the trunk. Mm. Grover and the FBI are suspicious of the president's behavior and suspect Naughty is behind it. As Kelp exits his office, a rundown motel, he hails a cab. The driver is Grover, Grover and the cab is ambushed by 20 other monster friends. I Kelp love that. Found- <laughs> Grover's really coming in clutch in these movies. Grover, we love you here. Truly one of my favorite Muppets. Same. Um, Kelp vows that he won't speak about his plans until Grover and company torture him by making him watch Saturday morning cartoons. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. Uh Uh Big Bird is set free and he makes a mad dash to the summit with Kelp and Del Rio following behind. Meanwhile, at the summit, the robotic president Bird takes his place, smoking a cigar and rattling off inappropriate stories and jokes to the world leaders. Need to know what these inappropriate jokes and stories are. I just, I just want to see this robotic Big Bird puppet <laughs> doing this. Same. I want to hear Carol's voice with like a robot feature over it. Um, Big Bird bursts in just in time, and the robot bird and Del Rio are taken into custody. And that is the end of the movie. Uh huh. I'm I'm assuming all everyone of the world says Big Bird's slogan in their native I language, hope- and then and then Lena Horne sings a song and becomes the first <laughs> female president. I hope so. Both of these movies are great. God, to live in that universe. <laughs> Where we got that instead of follow that bird. 
No, I was just talking about to live in that universe where oh. Lena Horne is our first female president after Big Bird was our president for like a few months. <laughs> also, I would like to say these movies were I like the idea was proposed seven yeah. years after the actual episode of Sesame Street ran where he where Big Bird ran for president. Yes. So seventeen or seven years later that they were like, let's make a movie. Let's do this again. <laughs> He's six. He's six. You are correct. Like that's the movie. I know it's because Big Bird is insanely popular, but I feel <laughs> like it would have been funnier if it was Bert that was the president. <laughs> I feel like it would have ran more smoothly if it was Bert. Oh yeah. <laughs> or just more dull. I mean, is that not better when it comes to a presidency? Not true. True. Dull is better. Um, I'm going to look up the wiki page and see if there's any writers listed. Yeah. I need to know who wrote this. I need to know who's going to write the songs. I Is it Joe Raposo? I don't know. I need to know who was going to su- try to seduce Oscar. Who wrote this? Who made this? <laughs> who made this? The, no answers. No answers? No answers. Let's see. CPW Archives at the University of Maryland is the sources for this. So let's see if it has any... Nothing. Well, looks like we'd have to go to Maryland to learn more. Uh... Date road trip one day just to go to Maryland <laughs> to see who the hell wrote this monstrosity. Yes, please. If if you if you were going to like say Sesame Street came to you with this mm-hmm. script and like how would you make this better? What would you do? What would you change? I honestly, I don't know if I would because I just love such chaotic things. And this is so chaotic. Very chaotic. Grover has such a big role in this. I know, it makes me so happy. I feel like the humans need something. Well, they were part of they were part of the administration. I know, but it felt like they weren't there a lot. It's true. It's true. But I guess they they would be there in the background. I'm sure they have their own quips and lines. Yeah. Also, if Lena Horne couldn't be the vice president, I feel like Maria would be. Yeah, I'm not saying that for me because I don't want to do politics. I don't want to give that. I'm talking about the uh, the actual Maria because yeah. they were. Wait, they you were mean besties. you don't want to self insert yourself into this crazy Sesame Street movie as the first singing president? No, I don't. <laughs> first singing female president. Maria, no. Please, God, no. Get out of that can and kiss me like a man. I just... Oh, my God. I have to leave. (laughs) Oh, my God. Nuffy Gate is so good. That is so good. That entire concept is amazing. That's so funny. (laughs) Imagine if this movie was the one where it was revealed that Snuffy was real. 
Like it wasn't the, the episode. The, instead of the episode, it, it it was like, yes, if you want Sesame Street lore, you have to watch the movie where Big Bird becomes president. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, apparently it was a problem when that episode premiered because not uh-huh. everyone saw it. So like the week after that, everyone knew who Snuffy was and kids were confused. Oh, okay. Yeah, so maybe a movie would have been better. Yeah. But then again, Follow That Bird kind of flopped just because of advertising, so... Yeah, yeah. Which happens a lot with Muppet stuff in general, unfortunately. Remember when there was a a Miss Piggy craze just over the world and everyone was in love with her? And then Fantastic Miss Piggy show came out and they're like, we're done. No more Piggy. Remember remember that time Disney talked about the 45th of the Muppet show and made it a sponsored ad? Uh, <laughs> I've been screaming a lot in this episode. <laughs> oh my gosh. I... Why? 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 I wish I knew. I wish I knew. tell you. For everything that's been mentioned in this episode, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I wish I could tell you. Episode title name. That's it. We got a title. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Okay, my Henson struggle of the week one was that Geico ad. <laughs> I, I was so angry. I was red in the face. I'm not joking. I was I so upset. So upset. Two, um... This week, I start editing the podcast, and let me tell you, I'm terrified. You got this. It's easy. I'll show you what to do. You Think got I'm this. literally learning how to edit as I edit it. Yay. Me. <laughs> Woohoo. Um, so please, if something screws up or the episode is late, please be kind to me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, you listener. I believe in you. I know you got this. Thank you, dear. Of course, love. You are gonna get it. It's gonna be great. Okay. Um, <laughs> what about your handsome struggle? So I have two. Okay. One, my week has been filled with finally buying books for my Sesame Street collection. Hell yeah. I have almost filled a full shelf. Hmm. That being said, I have one of the ones where it's just like cubes. Mm-hmm. I've almost filled a whole cube. Nice. And my second is um, Mr. Muppet News held a Muppet Twitter voting thing for categories of people in the community. And I was voted for the biggest bird heart. Yes, you were. I, I voted for you. And, I voted for uh, you. Oh, thank you. I I think I was on like two or three of those and I lost all of them and I don't care. <laughs> I'm so surprised I won because I'm just kind of merp. You're great. You're the best. So I can't thank everybody enough. I, it blows my mind that people even notice me. <laughs> thank you for voting for Sprout. <laughs> if you voted. If not, I get it. <laughs> I voted for you and I'm very <laughs> proud of you. You do have the biggest bird heart. Oh, thank you. You're just the sweetest. Anyway, this is turning into Maria gushing. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, am I biased? I'm biased. Yes, of course. <laughs> oh, I wonder why I'm biased. Oh, I don't know. I, nah, it's probably just because of the podcast or something. Nah. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to thank Sprout for being here with me and taking me on this journey. <laughs> Always happy to do so. Uh, I I want to thank at Firefair at 93 on Twitter for our art banner and also our art for the podcast. I want to thank at Turning to Stone on Twitter for our intro and outro voice acting. Um, if you want to find us on Twitter, the, the podcast, you can find it at Muppets underscore talking. If you want to find uh, Mary on Twitter, it is at Muppet Mulaney. And if you want to find me on any social media, it is at Nerdy Maria Mania. And if you want to find me, it is at Palpoo Sprout on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a mobitational rest of your week. Bye! Bye! And for my final trick... I will make this podcast end. I'm going to need complete silence for this. You're cutting Hello? out. Hello? Hello. Discord really said what? You want to have a podcast today? Too bad. Not today. So this just became a one-person podcast. How's it going, everybody? Um, hmm. Haunted Mansion, am I right? Gotta love that ride. I sh- obviously, Disney does, since they're having the Muppets advertise for it. Just like, hey, happy 45th Muppet show, sponsored by Geico. <laughs>